everybody. Welcome to the Soulful Eclectic. I am your host, Diana Collins, and I want to welcome you to today's episode. If this is the first time you're visiting me, well, welcome. Thank you so much for spending the time with me. I appreciate you. I appreciate you spending your time with me. And if this is you returning, gosh, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. And thank you, thank you, thank you for being a part of the Soulful Eclectic, the Soulful Tribe, and just joining me. Um, so I have a lot on my brain, but, um, I actually started to talk about something else and then, and I was like, Whoa, I took a total 360. So, um, we're going to talk about something totally different. Like, um, I, I don't know, it's just, my head is spinning and there's so much going on in the world and so much that I want to say that I just I'm going to start off with the fact that I hope you all are doing well, that you're keeping yourselves well, you're keeping your family well, you're mentally and physically and spiritually charged, emotionally working on you and all these things because uh, there's so much in the world today that I just can't wrap my brain around why things are the way they are in today's society in today's in this century i just don't get it but anyways we you know i i'm oh boy i don't even know there's so much in, again on my spirit that it, it just transitions a lot of my thinking and today i just want i had came on and wanted to talk about microaggressions and people at work and things and uh, now i just taking a whole nother spin. So after talking with friends, family, I had a long talk with my daughter about her relationships. Actually, I talked to both of them about their relationships and they, each one has two different spectrums of where they are in their relationships. And I'm not gonna go into great details because you know what? I'm gonna have them come on one day and talk about their relationships, their trials and tribulations that they went through um, with that. But for me, it made me sit back and think about my past relationships, and I came across something that was profound, and um, I don't know who said it, so I, I'm, I'm sorry to the world out there. I can't give credit to the individual because I don't know where it came from, but in synopsis, it's uh, we love in three stages, right? And um, you have the first stage with that, that romantic infatuation stage that second stage is where you are thinking you're in love that, that you, it's that I'm, I'm I love you kind of stage where um it's more romantic it's more romantic and then you have that last that third stage which is that um commitment stage now in in I'm not saying this that it's one or the other and that you, there's a certain order that it goes into not by any means but um, I do find that uh, it, it does happen in, in stages. And I listen to this individual speak and I'm like, whoa, wait, yeah, that seems a bit familiar to me. So like I said, I was talking to the kids about their relationship and I was talking, you know, about where they are and where they want to be and things like that. So it made me do some reflection for me. So here's my, here's me, <laughs> here's me, right? So my first relationship, my first true relationship, and I'm not talking about those relationships we had in high school where you were dating this guy, this girl, whatever, and it was a fly by night and maybe 
towards the end when you got to that senior year, you found that one that was that you, you thought was the one. Who knows? I can't tell you your story, but I can just tell you mine. So, yes, the, you had all those fly-by-nice relationships, and not by any means that I think I, I loved anyone at those times. I definitely was very infatuated with a lot of people, especially when I got away for the first time and joined the military. And, you know, for those of you who have ever joined the military, <laughs> being away for the first time, it's quite exciting and you can get yourself in a lot of trouble. Um, but um, I didn't get in any trouble. Let me just say that. Um, did not come out with extra children or anything like that. Thank God. Um, I was very safe and proactive. But anyways, you still have fun, right? So, um, so here's the thing. So they, they talk about the first love, like your first true love. That first love is what happens when you're young. So usually for me, my first love to say, for me to say, I love somebody and be in a relationship had to be, um, it, it started out with, it was my kid's father, but then I realized that was not where I wanted to be. And so I started dating this woman. So I thought that was my first love. You know, I was out of high school, um, just had my two daughters, um, and it and it it was like a fairy tale. It was like a dream. It was like this person provided that love and support that I felt I needed, and um, it was that safe. Um, it wasn't definitely that societal expectations. Okay, I was a I was lesbian woman. Right in a lesbian relationship with two children, definitely not your tradition, traditional um, position back in the '90s. Um, not out anyway, and I was very much out there, so um, definitely not in the closet. But anyway, so that's that that first love. So I'm gonna read you exactly what this guy says, and or in woman, I don't know, but it, they typically say the first love happens when you're young, sometimes as young as high school so that's why I said it can happen in high school and it fulfills that that dream of your youth that you thought you were gonna have this idealistic house kids white picket fence whatever your your dream of that perfect relationship and that perfect life and it fits those norms right that we typically talk about and it focuses on those things that we perceive we want so we make a lot of um, we go by those perceived notions that I should have this job and I should have this and my husband or my wife should be this person. So we have that. So for me, looking at the first love, I had, I did not have a clear picture of what one love really looked like. We um, came from a really broken family, so there was not that real ideal husband-wife situation that you saw, that I saw growing up. So for me, my thinking of love and relationship was very fragmented. So I was putting together pieces of what I saw from TV on what love should be and what it should look like for me. And for me, looking at TV back then in the late 70s um, to early 90s, so for me, so I'll, okay, so 80s to 90s because let's face it, I was born in 75, so I wasn't really watching too much TV um, outside of kids shows. But so the 80s and 90s, um, they really didn't depict a lot of relationships that looked like mine. So I didn't know what actually to expect. So it was all as I went along. 
right? What I think I should want and what I think I should need in a relationship and what I want from my kids. So needless to say, that was a block of time, right? So everybody comes in your life for a reason and a season and, um, and to teach you something. So, so I think that was, um, definitely one of those relationships. Then you have the second love, right? The second love, the second love. Wow. So here's the thing. I was in that first relationship for 14 years or so. And so, because again, I was trying to create that life that I thought I was supposed to have. Kids, I had the home, I had the great job. I was a nurse working towards my, on my bachelor's and master's and building from there. So I had the career. Um, the kids were great. They were going through school. You know, they did the typical kid stuff, but nothing outlandish. So that's what I thought my life should be. But towards the end, you start to feel like something's missing. This is not it. You start to see people for who they are and, or they start showing you who they are. One to two. For me, I, I think it's just, I started to actually see, <laughs> but anyways, and then, um, so then you develop this second relationship. That relationship ends. So you start to f figure out, okay, what do I want? So that second love is that one that you fall for hard, right? Oh my gosh, that second love is the one that breaks your heart. That's the one that's teaching you the lesson because it hurts the most. And I can say that because my first one, even though we were together 14 years, leaving that, I'm going to say it as real as I can, that shit did not hurt me. Okay. I was like, poof, be gone. I'm done. Right. Did not care. The world, um, around me was going to function just the same. Move on. I move on. Got it. But that second one, that second one was something that really threw me for a loop. I did not expect to fall that hard for the second one. Honestly, the second one was a friend of mine. Um, we went to high school together. We went to elementary school together. So I actually known this person not really know, but have been familiar with this person for well over 30 something years before we decided to date, right? She was on a basketball team in high school, um, all these things. So that was, um, someone I was like, damn, I'm going to marry this person. We got engaged, all that piece. Um, so when I say this one taught you, me a lesson, man, this taught me a lesson. So in reading the the three loves that they do say that 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 next love that second love is the the is the hard love right this is the love that teaches you a lesson about yourself and what you need what you want and what you don't want to accept and i have to say reading that i agree wholeheartedly boy did i learn what i wasn't going to tolerate what i was what i wanted to accept what i wasn't going to accept and and then in the relationship and then how I want to build moving forward. So you definitely do operate differently when you're leading, leaving that second love where, where you fell hard. Um, it also says during this love, we believe that we are doing things differently, but we're really not. And I, I read that and I was like, whoa, wait, that's absolutely right. We're not doing anything different. It's just a different person. And maybe some of the mannerisms that we do are different and, and the responses are different. That's it. But you're still following the same pattern. You're still allowing behaviors that you probably wouldn't accept. You still are um, 
caring for this person in the same way. So we really didn't do it. Um, we, we, at this point, we, they said we tend to be more stand, steadfast to this love because it's a relationship different from the last one. So, and it was different. We had a little bit more of a partnership. It was more of a give and take, um, except this one was more of, um, not even, it, I don't even say it was a give and take. Cause so here it is. The second one I moved, I moved up, rooted us and moved to another state um, got engaged and moved in with this person and you know what come live with me and come stay with me man are those two different things because you come stay with someone they show you the different person than when you come live with them they're nice they're caring they're giving they're like yes let's do this let's go whatever you leave come back leave and come back now you're living with that person totally different response okay you leave you go to work and then you're coming back. So you're not leaving for a long period of time. You're just leaving for a few hours, right? So um, you get a whole different person. And boy, did I get a whole different person that second time around. It was truly amazing um, to the point where, you know, you're, that person would go out and, and wouldn't even invite you to go with them when they go out with their friends or even tell you that they went out with their friends. Um, wouldn't come home for days and it, it just was crazy. But anyways, I digress. So the second love, I'm going to continue to read this guy's or person's stuff. Um, this second love, however, this one is the one where you will grow, right? So as I said, I did grow from this and it was the biggest lesson that hit me like ugh, a ton of bricks. Um, so the, the, you experience the pain. When I read that, I was like, what? And I thought, and I was like, oh yes, I did experience pain. That hurt to the gut. Like I, when I tell you, when I realized that it was over and I was done, I cried, this gut-wrenching cry. And thank God my children was not near me because they would have thought somebody like hurt me severely and it was in it was nothing physical it was all um, emotional um, and when you're what the other thing that threw me to this drew me to this was um you realize what you really need from a relationship you will if you do the work if you sit down and you reflect on the things that transpire from the beginning to when you end it, um, you will see that um, it changed you for the better on, in some instances and you realize that what you really need out of a relationship, right? And what you want to take out and give to your next relationship, right? And we all try not to bring past traumas to our new relationships we all do that and we all get triggered. It's good to know your triggers, absolutely. So please be aware of that. But it, it tends to be better. So in the second love, this love is very unhealthy. And when I read that too, I was like, whoa, they're not kidding. It was unhealthy. Like you have no clue. Like 
I am not a big drinker, but that relationship, man, I was drinking some Ciroc on the regular basis and wine on the regular basis. And it was just like, no way. Terrible. I was, I had some really, um, poor coping skills when it came to that relationship and definitely hits you in your mental, right? It, it definitely draws some insecurities that you've had in the past. So you feel like you deserve this. You feel like this is all that you, you're going to get. So I need to accept this, but I'm here to tell you, you do not need to accept bad behavior of others that you are worth more and you are enough. And I had to learn that I was worth more and I am amazing and I am enough. So I say that to share that with you all. Um, but this, uh, also says that, um, eh. well here, this one, we didn't have any physical abuse, but it was definitely financial abuse. Um, because I wasn't working in the beginning full time. I was working like case management, home care jobs while and working as an adjunct. So you don't make a great deal of money doing that. So I wasn't working as much. So definitely there was a lot of financial abuse there and that um kind of fueled her fire to think that she can do whatever she wanted because she was paying the majority of the bills which in no means is that acceptable um so that was her reasoning when we actually did have <laughs> I don't even want to say a conversation um but um a question answer session I, I'll call it um, and that's one of the things she said that she paid all the bills so she can do whatever she wants and I should be happy with that because I have a home to come to. Yeah, that's not good. That's not an answer. And I was not accepting that. And I'm, I'm very proud of myself because the old me would have probably accepted that and probably was still been there. So with that, I'm going to say thank you to me and appreciate me for being bigger and knowing that I deserve more than that. So um, it did come with a lot of drama, which is one of the things that this says. It comes with drama. It comes with um, you give yourself these false reasons to hold on. Um, and, and I am like this drama-free person. So some people can get addicted to drama. I'm not that person. And I found that once it started to become very drama-filled, Whereas I'm reacting more and giving all this attention to the bad behavior and I'm feeling like crap, that's when I start to check out. So I did not, on this part, it says that, um, let me see what it says here. This love is surrounded by a constant state of drama and this drama is the reason we hold on. For me, no, it was not the reason for me to hold on at all. Um, because I, it says you become addicted to the drama. I don't become addicted to the drama. I get away from drama. I don't like drama. I don't like conflict. So those two things are two things that will steer me quick, quickly away and definitely end a relationship because I will not deal with that. That's just me personally. But it also says this love brings with it strong need to make things work versus focusing on the relationship, um, versus focusing on if the relationship is working so with this one this is the love we hoped would last forever 
And that I agree with because I did hope that that love would last forever. I mean, I accepted an engagement ring from this individual. And, you know, we were planning a wedding and she just crushed all that because, as I said, I'm not accepting bad behavior. And I had to look at myself in the mirror, literally, and said, I'm not doing this. I am better than this. Okay, and maybe at the at that time, maybe I didn't believe it because I'm going to tell you I probably didn't believe it. But at that moment, I said, I'm going to follow through with this and I am not that person. So with that, I chose a different path. So we ended. Party ways. So, yeah, so this this I'm telling you when I say all the these three loves, um, these passages, these passages are amazing that it really had me reflecting, man. Um, and I hope this helps you and helps, I hope it, it helps you reflect and I hope you sit and reflect as you're listening. But anyway, I'm going to go into the third one. The third one is the love, the last love, right? This is the love that comes out of left field. Holy Christmas. Okay. Yes, that is my husband. Okay. He came out of total left field. Like I was planning on leaving my ex. My kids were in college. I was planning to be this travel nurse going around the world, doing all these things and just being a free spirit. I was not right going to be attached to anything. I'm, I, I was like, F all this, I'm done. So when I say that third love comes out of left field, they were not kidding. So they said, this is the love that surprises us and destroys any ideas of what we believe our love should look like. <laughs> I was like mind blown. I was like, yes, it did. First of all, my husband was my student. Um, and no, we did not date while he was a student of mine. We dated after. Um, my husband, um, gosh, is a few years younger than me, which I always said, yeah, I wouldn't date anyone younger than me, but boy, does his life experience make him much older. Um, and he's just amazing um, with that. So, and it does destroy any ideas that I would love again and what love should look like because he is total opposite of the first and second person that I was in relationship with. He is everything that I wanted from those two and was trying to build in those two. So when, when, when K. Michelle said, you can't build a man, you can't build a man or a woman. If it's there, it's there. If it's not, it's not. It's just one of those things. But um, the third love, I'm going to keep reading. This love is the one that surprises you and it destroys any ideas of what we believe our love should look like. This love is easy and we wonder how if it is possible <laughs> that love could be this simple and have no complications mind blown right there because when I say loving my husband and being in a relationship with my husband right now is no complications and I'm not going to say there's no complications with any two human beings that share a space there's going to be a little bit of a complication but nothing to the effect of what you've dealt with before there are complications like life complications okay did you pay this bill no I forgot okay we got to pay this bill those kind of complications Easy peasy. We communicate. What? What do you mean communicate feelings? Yes. I tell him how I feel. He tells me how he feels. If he's mad, he steps away, comes back, tells me how he feels. 
If I'm mad, I go into another room, cool off, figure it out, reflect, come back, and then tell him how I feel. Holy crap, you know what? We're adults. <laughs> what? This is an adult relationship, and this is how it's supposed to work. I never knew. Right? So yes, you do wonder if this is real. You do sit and figure out, start um, start to wonder if um, the shit's going to hit the fan at some point. Okay, this person's going to leave me. Okay, when is it going to happen? So you're sitting there waiting for the ball to drop, and then it doesn't. Year one, year two, year three, etc. Right? And then to the point where, okay, I, this this person's not going anywhere. Let's, this, is, this is it. This is it. So... So this is the one that it says that you feel like everything is falling into place, right? This is what you've been waiting for. It's uncomplicated. It's full with expectations and, and you know, give and take. It's, it's almost near perfection. And, um, and I say near perfection because nothing is perfect, um, but it's near, as near perfection as you can get. It, it doesn't look like anything you probably would have ever dreamed um, because our dreams were misconstrued at least for me mines were so it definitely doesn't look like anything I ever thought my what love would be for those first two relationships and um and it says this love breaks any notion we have about what the greatest love would look like and it shatters any beliefs of how we thought it would be doesn't it doesn't it and that is the best love. So, you know, when I, when I was sitting there and I was talking to my daughters, I was like, guys, you don't understand. You don't know. You're just in, in first love, second love, right? Right now. And wait till you get to that, that third one, that third one is going to knock you on your ass. It's going to hit you like a ton of bricks and you're like, whoa, where have you been all my life? That's the love you want. And that's the love that my girls are seeing that I have. So that's what they're attaining um, for themselves. And Right now, they're going through that first and second. I think my daughter, the youngest one, is on her second love. No, she's on her third. I think he's her third, um, where she says she's committed. So I'm like, whoa. But again, it's different. That You know, you can have your phase one, your first love can go through different stages, especially when you're young. And then your second love could be one. And then so it, it looks different for everybody. Um, and then when you get to that third love, it, it just feels right. It just feels perfect. Everything falls into place. Um, you don't have to wait. It's a give and take with the love and it just is amazing. So that's the kind of love that I am um, hoping that we all can attain to as human beings for ourselves, for each other. And that's the kind of love that I was trying to talk to my daughters about, about what they want in their lives. You want someone who's going to care for you um, who thinks of you first before they even think of themselves. I know it's crazy, but it goes both ways. You think about that other person before you think about yourself. So that other person should be thinking about you before you think about yourself. And and, and that's what I want them to have. I want them to be appreciated and know that they are loved and that they are amazing individuals and that they are enough because they are. And if that person doesn't make you feel like you are enough and that person is not thinking of you first, then that's not the person for you. If that person is not seeing that you're struggling and want to help you with your struggle, that's not the person for you. All right. I shouldn't have to tell you to come help me when you see me struggling. 
especially if we're in a relationship. If I see you struggling, I'm going to come over and I'm going to say, what can I do to help you? Even if it's just to be there, standing by you while you do the work, I don't give a damn. I'm here for your support. That is love. And that's what I want for my children. So when we had those conversations and I was telling you that I have all these things going in my head, yes, I do because I just got finished talking about micro and macro aggressions in the workplace and giving a seminar on that. And I'm like, dang, how do I go from that? And then I got on a conversation with my daughters talking about their relationships. I'm like, wow, there's that. Oh my gosh. But then I, I when I talked to them, I was talking to them about that three love um thing I came across, uh, a section I came across, I was like, you know what, that's perfect. I'm going to bring that to you guys. Love, the three loves, the three stages. And I just want to share that with everyone. So I'm not going to sit here and keep you guys for much longer, but I want to give you those words to reflect on. Think about your, your life and the loves that you've had, the relationships that you've witnessed in your growing up years and the relationships that you have and what you perceive to be that ideal relationship. And I charge you to write it down in your journal, on a piece of paper, whatever, on your computer, iPad, your phone. Just sit down and, and think about it and write down what it is for you, what it means for you to have that ideal relationship and what it looks like for you. And then look at your current relationship and and start to do the pros and cons. Do you have it? I don't want to sound like what the movie, Why Did I Get Married? When she said, write the pros and cons down. But it is true. It works. Write the pros and cons down. And is this person the person for you? And sometimes you come up with that hard answer that no. And then what do you do with that information? And that's where you really have the work to come out. That's where you have to really do the work, excuse me, is when you come to that realization that that person may not be for you. Now, what do you do? Now, what do you want to do? Because some people may choose to stay there. Some people may choose to leave. But you know what? The key word in there is choice. You have a choice and it's always yours. So with that, I leave you, my dear friends and tribe members with that. So do share with me your thoughts and feelings about today's episode. And I'm sending love and light always to all of you. And may you be um, forever healthy and mentally prepared for the days to come. Because as you all have been watching the news, it is challenging. It is challenging. And I challenge you to be better than the other person. Check in on your friends and neighbors. But first, check in on yourself. Self-care is not selfish. So I want to thank you guys for taking the time to be with me. And if you haven't checked out our products for Divine Nubian Essentials, please do. We have some great essential oils, um, energy cleansing spray, which is the one I love greatly because it, it just gives us fresh energy in our offices and homes. I use it at work when I can't burn sage. At home, I burn sage and Palo Santo. But at work, you can't burn uh incense and sage so I have a spray for you and I also have scalp oil to help grow your hair and body creams and things so please check us out on the soulful eclectic go under sale and then you have our products right there so with that um, I also want to share with you if you are looking into healthcare field and you need some assistance or you know someone who needs assistance with their nursing and passing their boards or even just surviving a nursing school have them reach out to CollinsEducationResourceManagement.com and we will be more than welcome. Um, we'll be more than 
happy to sit down and discuss a plan. Or if you're looking to improve the diversity, equity, and inclusion understanding within your workplace, we are definitely open for speaking engagements and workshops. And also in the community, health, wellness, mind, body, and soul, both community and in the workplace, we are definitely open and available to set up workshops and seminars and speaking engagements to help the community and businesses improve the health and wellness of all those that are taking part in the business and in the community. So with that, I want to thank you so much for joining us and I look forward to hearing from you. So please continue to take care of yourself and each other and give me some feedback. I love to hear it. Thank you.